I said, listen, my clients expect to hear from me. They don't want to hear from my staff. They uh, want to hear from me. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, man, that is selfish of you. <laughs> he says, why do you have to be the hero in your company? Why won't you let somebody else in your company be the hero? Same business, different day. Welcome back to the Same Business, Different Day podcast, where we have part two of our conversation with Mark Wilson of CWDL CPAs and Mark Gallo of Fides Wealth Strategies Group. We ended the last episode with our big business reveal. Our talk with Mark and Mark continues with Wilson getting into his vision and client-side approach to business. We also hear from Gallo about the importance of pivoting in the face of adversity. Let's talk about that vision, Mark. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you missed a few years there. We've had some others, but yeah. Um, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I just read your credits. Yeah, yeah it's all good. It's all yeah. good. No. No, yeah. I mean, I, I um, thanks for that. Like, uh, the, we, we are a, a CPA consulting firm. Um, we're actually national footprint. So we have um, employees in nine different states. We're in three. We have three physical mm. offices in uh, um, California, Arizona, and Texas. Um, and you know, I, I'll tell you, we, I, I think as a, somebody asked me one time, like you're a CPA firm, like, is that entrepreneurial? Is it, you know, what is that? Like, uh, what makes you different? Um, there's a couple things. One is I think we, we take a client side approach. We look at, uh, how to solve problems from the client side. We don't just do tax returns. We don't do just audited stuff. So. Um, we really care about the results, invested relationships. And so it's, it's allowed us to be a national firm. And uh, I think our team is second to none. And so we have that um, big four level people that uh, support these companies that are that need us. So it's been cool. So um, now but now when I met you. You were doing it on your own. It was Mark Wilson CPAs. Yeah. And you had a vision. Like you you yeah. had an idea that of something bigger that you wanted to do. I remember at some point you were studying mergers and acquisitions. Like you you were doing you you were really doing some research on how you wanted to approach your future. Yeah. And it paid off. What what was what was happening during that time period? I think a lot of it had to do with me wanting <laughs> something bigger for that than just myself. Like uh first of all, um, and when you're in professional services, it's very difficult to scale past yourself. Like the relationship is always, you know, like, Hey Zeke, I'm going to send you a client. I want you to take care of this client. You know, yeah. same as for me, like somebody will first somebody over, they want me to take care of their particular client. Um, what I've learned. And I think that I had a pretty su significant paradigm shift probably five years ago, um, where I, I kind of discovered like in a way that's a disservice to the client because we do we have different layers of disciplines that we deliver through our services at the firm. And my clients are better served by putting them in front of people that are absolute experts in whatever services that they're getting. And I can't be a jack of all trades. So my job is to be a client advocate and make sure that we're delivering on what our core values are. Um, but I built an entrepreneurial uh, focused CPA firm where we um, are 100% have everybody involved in that client service perspective for the services that they came to us for. So if you come to us for tax, 
I have guys that just deal in tax. Like they live, eat and breathe and deliver on tax work. And that's their whole focus in life. Then if you come to us for consulting and counting out services, I got guys that just focus on that particular area. Um, I will say like, we also got super smart in our niches. Like there's this, there's this, um, a thing that happens when you're an entrepreneur that you have to have courage to make decisions that, um, that, that you know are right. And so we decided, decided to become hyper-focused on industries that we're really good at and say no to any other industry that doesn't fit into that, that, that model. So um, we specialize in the mortgage banking industry in the country. We're number two in market share um, in California. We're number one. Um, and, uh, we also do education in California. We're number two right now. Um, we're also in Arizona. We're number, we're quickly becoming close to number one. We're number two there as well. Just say you're number one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, we're not there. I want to be honest. He's too. the numbers one, guy. He's one looking ish. at the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one ish. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but by being hyper-focused, it allowed us to do, to really drive value to our clients where like if I'm a typical CPA firm, I'm like, yeah, I can do a restaurant. And we, we have all those clients. We, we have, we have legacy clients. We have some, you know, a lot of these guys are, are, um, uh, serial entrepreneurs. So we touch every single industry industry as a result of that. But our main focus is that mortgage banking space. And, um, as a result, it's paid off. And so, you know, um, you know, like what you read off, I'm sometimes I get embarrassed, like fastest growing privately held company in the country, um, the top 100 and all that other stuff. It's been, it's been good. Um, but that's just, that's like the scoreboard of all the hard work of our management team that has been put in place. Mm -hmm. And my job is to build the management team and build the culture so we can deliver that particular result. So that's all I focus on. What gives you the confidence to know that you can do that for them, that you can build that, like, you know, in order to build a team like that, you actually have to know that the decision you're making is, is right. The direction that you want to go is correct. How do you, where, where does that confidence come from? Um, so in the, in the verticals that we specialize in, mortgage banking being one of them, I've owned and sold a mortgage bank. I know what it's like to be on their side of the table. Okay. I wish there was a firm like ours that would have been there to support us through the ups and downs of that type of industry. Nice. So we communicate that to our entire staff. Beautiful. Then I recruit people on our management team who share our same core values, invest in relationships, see beyond, uh, think outside the box, have an entrepreneur perspective, have a fun and positive environment. Like our core values is at the core of who we are. <clears throat> we only hire and fire based on those core values. Yeah. And, um, the people that recruit and we don't hire people that are like the management team are all industry experts. Like uh, there, there's no slouches on our team um, and they've bought into the vision. They're bought into wanting to deliver a high level service to our client base. One more question on that, like from what we were talking about earlier, right? Your path, what joins that? What was the bridge that got you from Everything we talked about, sports, we talked about your first job, we talked about your visions then and the, the businesses that you tried to create to this one. How did you get here? I, I remember, I, I, and, and excuse me for interrupting, but your, uh, your, dad, your dad was in government work, I think, right? Like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out where it yeah. all ties together. 
yeah, my dad's a CPA, like I'm a CPA. Okay. Um, but my dad was funny. Like, uh, I'll tell you, I'll come back to what got me here. Sure. My dad up until about five years ago still send me like job opportunities. He's worried that I wasn't going to make it as an entrepreneur. <laughs> and I'm like, dad, no, like, like that's, it's all, oh, it's a lot of money. I'm on like, nah, it's not like, you know, yeah. it's like, like, but, um, and, and, and he's been a, a complete role model. But, um, what got me to here is I own a mortgage company and the freaking market fell out of the planet. Like we, like I own a company when we had, uh, repurchase requests. I just got done visiting Lehman Brothers, who were selling them uh, 35 million bucks a month, something like that. And uh, Goldman Sachs was getting another 30 million a month, and some of these other guys who completely backed out of the market. And I had uh, uh, personally guaranteed over 25 million dollars of warehouse line capacity. So my personal wealth was on the line. And and frankly, you know. The proverbial, you know what, was hitting the fan, and I had to figure out what I was going to do. Um, at that time, I, I hadn't pulled any money out of the company for about three years, the mortgage company I owned, and um, I had a very difficult relationship with my partner at that time. And and so, looking back at that period of time, I, you know, I it was it was probably one of the worst parts of my life. It's from a professional perspective, mm-hmm. but probably one of the the most I learned um, from a professional perspective, we, I learned so much about how to deal with partners, how to deal with adversity, how to deal with, uh, you know, when things don't go right, what do you do? What do you, how do you act? And there was no firm like my firm is today to support me. If I had a firm like I do today, we would have made it through that. Like there, we would have, we would have survived. And we, we actually, that firm, that company kind of survived. We ended up uh, building it back <clears throat> up. I, I was bought out of that firm, which was, which was a blessing. I got to release all the liability that I had at that particular time. But, but I was at a, a huge personal loss. So then I entered back into like, I need to, I got to feed my family. Sure. I, I two young kids and a yeah, wife and yeah, a house. Yeah. And, um, and so um, really out of necessity, I started building this firm because I, I tried to look for a job. I mean, my resume was CFO, founder, like nobody really wanted to hire me. I don't think, you know, like there was not a lot of job opportunities for me and I would have taken anything. And I, so I started building the firm and I think we probably met pretty close to that period of time. Okay. And, uh, and so I would take on any work I could get for okay. any amount of money. Didn't matter, yeah. you know, um, because back to what I said earlier, like I learned how to hustle early, right? Yeah. Like, Whatever it took to hustle, yeah. whatever I had to do to feed my family, I was going to do it. That's the lesson. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I just had a bigger vision of what we could do. And so um, we, we, uh, we identified our core values, created a vision statement, focused on that, built our management team around that. And, and, uh, and I always tell people, um, your career isn't, there's no, you, you said something earlier. You're like, hey, you guys have made it, like as, a, as part of our introduction. Sure. Um, I, I, we haven't, I haven't personally made anything like this is a journey yeah. and the journey will continue to the day I sleep forever. And so for me, this journey of ups and downs are, are part of it, the good and the bad and the entrepreneurial journey is guaranteed to have both. And so 
um, for me, that's what this is about. Like there it's, it's, it's a full on journey and it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. It's been painful at times and it's yeah. been fantastic at times. Right. So, right. Yeah. Ignoring squeals and warning lights on your car is not a good way to lower the cost of owning it. And going without essential business insurance is not a good way to save money in your business. What we know for sure is doing either will cost you more than you will save in the short and the long run. With yourinsuranceplace.com, you can trust the specialists to help maintain your cars and avoid major expenses. Business owners should look to business insurance specialists when it comes to finding competitively priced quality insurance coverage for their businesses. At yourinsuranceplace.com, we specialize in workers' compensation, general and professional liability, employment practices and cyber liability, property owner policies, and bonds for most types of businesses. Yourinsuranceplace.com knows that we can help. If you're uncovered, need to lower the cost of your current insurance, or need better coverage, we can help. Yourinsuranceplace.com has been helping businesses for close to 40 years. If you need a quote on your insurance, call us now at 858-569-8100 or find us at yourinsuranceplace.com. We are business insurance specialists ready to help. What bridged it mm. from, from your early stages to, to now? I mean, what, what is, like, how did you get there? What's, what's the decision? Tenacity. I mean, I would say, like, there's no, um, there's no substitute for tenacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, for, um, I'm not the smartest guy. Like, I, I, I just, I will out. Scallow's shaking his head for he, it. He's like, he's like, I think he's <laughs> nodding. Yes. <laughs> um, um, no, but no, I think, I think tenacity is important. Like even, I, I think back, you asked me some questions that I haven't really thought about in a long time, but from, I, you know, Somebody said you have a learning disability. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Right. You know, um, you know, like I was, I was growing up, like they're, they're Mm -hmm. going up and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're about to lose everything. You're going to go down. You're going to be a loser. Nah. Yeah. A few. Right. You know, like, I think there's a tenacity that most, a lot of people have. Oh yeah. And, uh, and lean into it, like lean into that tenacity and, and hard work and hustle. Sure. Like that's important part. Like that's, I think that's important. You know, I mean, imagine that, you know, someone telling our children that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You're not going to make it. You're going to be a loser or whatever. You got to learn a disability. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unacceptable. Fuck uh, you. Just like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gallo. So when I, when I met you, um, you were in a corporate world, like you were already like, but you took another step. You, you stepped out of that world and onto your own thing. Like, well, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, I was working, I was working in an agency system, you yeah. know, trying to, trying to cultivate inside their system a little bit and working for an insurance company will, will get you down that path. Um, my partner and I broke off in 2014 just because it just became a massive conflict of interest staying where I was at. And so we, we made that move. But I mean, honestly, I mean, we were running as our own companies. <clears throat> I would say that he and I probably partnered up in 2000, mm-hmm. probably, you know, yeah. to really put a finger on it. Probably 2000, maybe even 99. You felt like you were running your own thing when yeah, I was, I was running my own thing. Yeah, yeah, I was running my own thing back then too. I mean, yeah. I mean the reality is- But there was a difference though. You yeah, took a step. Like, a little, a a little step. bit. I mean, there's, there's working for a company that you're running your own company inside of it. It's almost like a franchise feel. Versus independent feel, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're working for 
an agency, um, it's like owning a franchise. Um, and then when we went on our own, it was like owning your own business that way. Cause you just have a lot more logistics to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily my partner and I were able to separate off different job duties. So that way it's not all encumbered on me, which is good. Um, we're able to kind of delegate it out to, you know, people that are good. He's, he's a numbers freak. So I'll give it to him, let him play around with uh, that kind of stuff. And then we're able to hire folks like, you know, even Mark, you know, to, to handle the, the other parts of the financials, yeah. which is always huge. Right. You know, so, I mean, my thing is we can't be great at everything. Like Mark said, we can't be great at everything. The important thing is make enough money to delegate. Hmm. You know, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, find your but delegation is a skill though. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can do that. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's an economic position, you know, I mean, when you're brand new in the business of anything, you really can't afford to, de- to delegate out. You can't send somebody sure. that makes it hundred sure. bucks an hour. But then if you could 10. afford it though, you could also hire somebody to do some, some things that they're not doing it the way that you, they don't have your vision in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what though, Zeke, here, here's the one thing I jump in here real quick on delegation. Um, you know, I I had a mentor one time, or, or really, I don't know if he's a mentor, just a good business guy we're yeah. bullshitting with one time. And he said to me, um, I, I said, listen, my clients expect to hear from me. They don't want to hear from my staff. They uh, want to hear from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he looked at me and he said, man, that is selfish of you. <laughs> he says, why do you have to be the hero in your company? Why won't you let somebody else in your company be the hero. And I thought that's a kind of interesting thing. Like why do you like why when I'm running my company why do I feel like it has to be me? Am I really that amazing that I'm the only one that can give this answer? Mm-hmm. And the truth is is no, I'm not. I can provide the vision. I can provide the framework of how I want those conversations to go. Mm-hmm. But why not let somebody else in my company be the hero? Like yeah, you're yeah, not going to hear from Henry Ford when you buy a uh, when you buy no. a Ford. You're not going to hear from Henry. <laughs> That's you know? right. It's, right. Right. So so I think a small the, the entrepreneurs who exist and have that mentality will never scale past themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially you in service. Can, especially in service. Service. Industry, yeah. yeah. So. You have to be able to have the courage to scale past yourself by allowing other people in your company to be the hero. I like and, it. and that that was huge. So go ahead. Sorry, I like that. I like that. Uh, this yeah. is valid. So you both work in a field that provides a service to people for things that they essentially don't want to do, right? Like I hire someone to do my taxes. I hire someone to take care of my finances because I know I'm not going to be good at it. I want to trust somebody else to do it. Um, And every time I'm sending my numbers off to them, I'm thinking, man, they have to deal with that. Um, But obviously you enjoy it. So I'm curious, you know, what's the most fun part or how do you make it fun? What do you, you know, when you go home at the end of the day, you said, I'm, that was great. What I did today, I just feel so good about it. When I can retire somebody, you know, if I pick somebody up and they're 10 or 15 years out from retirement and then, and then they come to the office and it's like, you're good to go. (laughs) You can, you know, you can tell your boss what to do. And they look at you like, no, really? I'm like, yeah. Hmm. That's a fun moment. That's a really fun moment to be able to just kind of give them that opportunity to say, you know, you're done. You're financially independent. Do what you want to do when you want to do it kind of conversation. That's an exciting experience. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's, 
But, you know, understand that there's no instant gratification in my job. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a long, arduous, you know, 15, 20 year relationship with somebody a lot of times. And that that's that's painful, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife, it drives my wife crazy because, you know, I don't have that instant satisfaction from picking up a client. It's like, yay, OK, I'm going to work with them for like 15, 20 years. You know? and, then, <laughs> and then we'll get to kind of like see how good we did 20 years from now, you right. know, to determine whether I'm right. right. And then, right. yeah, you know, and so. Um, so it is, that is fun. I love that part. I love having those kind of those, 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 um, graduation parties, so to speak, Sure. you know, um, that that's, that's probably what I, what I look for. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, um, <laughs> like there, there's pieces of it along the journey, you know, like, Hey, you got a tax return. Yeah, you're right. That's like a commoditized thing, really. <laughs> like. We, 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 you know, do multi-state tax stuff and whatever. But I think, I think for me is um, I can confidently tell you that every single one of our clients that becomes a client with us makes more money as a result. Like we make sure that they keep more of their money either from a tax perspective or if they're in a consulting and accounting perspective, um, especially in the mortgage banking space, is they will make more money because they know us. Because we have literally over 100 clients just like them throughout the country. We know exactly what they're going through. We know what the best people in the business are doing. And because they get, because they, because we can tell them things that they don't know. You don't, you know, they don't know what they don't know, but we do. Um, and, and what that allows us to do is create amazing ripple effect in the economy from like, uh, people making more money. There's uh, a help support families. People can buy more, you know, like, like having a foundation of security by helping these companies is meaningful. It's more than just, yeah, I got my tax return done. I'm going to give you one extra though. Cause I mean, you do, you do also kind of, and I've been through the process with your group and you do kind of instill like, Hey, no, you need to have these monies in reserve. Yeah. You, you do do some CFO work from oh, the stance of... No, that's a huge part of our practice, yeah, probably so, two-thirds of yeah, it. Yeah, and so when you when you talk about, yeah, okay, you know, you're helping people along these lines, but you got to understand that also one of the things that your firm does bring to the table is adding that extra little piece of financial security that yeah. that traditionally, you know, most entrepreneurs, they, they, they ride so close to the sun. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and to be able to come back and say, mm, pull this back. You, you need to maintain these. Yeah, hold on to that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we, we turn the equation around. It's yeah. like we, you have an uh, amount of money you make minus how much profit we're going to guarantee you make. And then you have how much is ready to, that you have ab- available to spend, yeah. which is unlike most firms. It's like, yeah, income minus expenses equals what you made. No, bull, that's mm-hmm. crap. What you say is you have income. Let's guarantee you make 15%. Now you have 85% to spend for the rest, rest of your company. Let's live in that world. We create a salary cap that's kind of around that. So, yeah. but anyway, so I think I think our clients uh, make more money, and they can do. Um, they get to realize what their dream ambition was, right? Like it's, uh, it's and that helps extend the the relationship. It makes oh. it, it helps you maintain a, a, a better relationship with your clients for long, you know, and and keeps your business going. There's longevity involved there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's it becomes an annuity from a business perspective, but you know. More importantly, like we're making meaningful differences for our clients, right? Like that's, right. yeah, that's why, I, that's what, you know, you're like, what pumps me up? That's it. You okay. know? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I see it, yeah. yeah. And Meaningful I know the differences. You know, you know, it's you know, it's weird. It's like I, I had a, like, uh, and I won't, I don't want to take up, but we had a call the other night, um, late night. One of my clients called me up, and he's been my client for like I don't know, eleven years. Ten o'clock at night, and I pick up the phone, and I answer it, and he says, "Hey, Mark, I talked to you about something. Something's really bothering me." I said, "Okay, what's going on?" He says, "I have an employee that's been with me for nine years." And he stole a computer from me. I just got him on camera. Mm. This guy makes over 150 grand a year, um, which is way over the industry average for this job. And he says, I would have given this guy a computer 100 times over. Mm. Like, why? Like, he's, and he just wants to talk about it, right? Um, so the relationships we build, like, he, I'm the one he called at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he should be calling me. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. The insurance guy, right? No, no, no. He's going to get the write-off first. He's going to get the write-off. I actually <laughs> think he is one of your clients, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he called me, you know, and uh, just to kind of talk through it. Like, uh, so, so that's when I know, like, what we're doing is, is greater that's than awesome. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So That's beautiful. Yeah, Let's like take him back to school. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. Going back to school. All right. Uh, so we have this little segment because I'm currently in classes learning um, hospitality, PR. Uh, my focus is in event planning, and so I'm taking all these strategies that instructors are given to me and asking you guys in the real world, does it work? Um, so what I've got for you here, uh, we've been talking about you know, the ever-changing market of trends. When you're approaching a client or talking to somebody, you have to keep up with what's going on right now. You know, the internet is changing everything so fast. So with what you do, how often are you changing your strategy? Do you keep it the same? Like, obviously, you're paying attention to economic trends and, you know, what's going on there. But, you know, how fast do things turn over? How, how fast do you have to keep up? It shouldn't change much unless, of course, the presidency <laughs> changes. But <laughs> I mean, it depends which component we're talking about. Exactly. exactly. There's so many different components. I mean, I, I would say from from my business, I mean, I have gone from a full, full-fledged full stockbroker all the way to now just a, a fee-only uh, advisor. And I can tell you I worked my ass off to get the stockbroker license. And, and for me to drop it was kind of... It was a weird place, but I don't need it. I don't use it anymore. Um, the market's changing, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to adjust that. Um, from a marketing perspective, it's completely changed. Back in 97, it was easy for me to just grab the phone and, you know, you smile and dial. You all remember those days of <laughs> smiling and dialing. And, um, and yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. do that anymore. You know, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now social media. And you have to have a, some sort of presence there and go mm-hmm. through that process. So it, it has adjusted. Um, I, I'm now calculating out, do I adjust again, you know, or do I just ride this out, mm. you know, from a, from my own financial independence perspective? Do I, how much money, how much time, how much, what do I want to put into this um, to ride this out? Or do I completely adjust for more growth? And I mean, I do believe if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, so you have to, you know, constantly adjust. But to, to what degree? I'm, I'm weighing that out now. And that's, it's tough, but I do think you need to, Okay. you know, it, it is something that you have to constantly, I mean, the market changes, you know, and, and if you don't make these adjustments consistently, I did a radio for eight years, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where it, at the time that was the thing to do. And now it's podcast. It, and yeah. it, it's, 
you know, no one listens to radio anymore. Right. So, you know, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, you, you have to adjust. You have to constantly go through those processes and, and social media ties yourself and influencers. And my kids tell me about it. It's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I look at that from a couple of different viewpoints. Like I, I look at that question from um, operationally, what's changing um, marketing, what's changing, mm-hmm. you know, um, client expectation, what's changing. So, yeah. um, so for me in all those areas, we're constantly paying attention to it. Like uh, um, we have an unlimited budget that we spend on technology um, that we constantly have to stay up on that. Um, you know, we're for the size of our firm, we have internal mark. Uh, we have a marketing director that works for us. Um, that's unusual for a CPA firm. Like mm-hmm. we constantly are paying attention to that, that, uh, and, and the trends, um, AI. So artificial intelligence, like how do we approach an audit client and make sure that we're spending, investing in the money and the technology. So we stay competitive. It's, it's critical. Um, the, the people who fight, um, uh, change are the people who get passed up. Yeah. And um, I, I refuse to be one of those people, um, an old crotchety person who says, you know, Instagram's a fad. Well, <laughs> it's not a fad. It's here. Like right. uh, the, the internet's uh, not going to catch on. Yeah, that's right. right. The internet's a fad. Well, great. <laughs> I just got all your clients. <laughs> yeah. um, and so like all of those things, I think is a huge, huge problem. Um, being resistant to change is a futile thing. Um, it's fatal, actually. I should yeah. change the I word. Say futile. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> fatal. And so, um, you know, control the stuff you can control, and mm-hmm. then um, be willing to invest in the change because it's always coming. Coming. That's like the guarantee. Mm-hmm. Change is always happening. So, so be ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's happening faster and faster, though. I, mean, oh, right. yeah, I would say it would maybe change every ten years. It's, I think it's down to every four or five years right. now. Oh. I really do. Established in 2013, Mermaid Valley Vineyard is a boutique winery located in the Ramona Valley AVA. Nestled amongst the mountains just outside of San Diego, Mermaid Valley has abundant sunshine and cooling coastal breezes, making it an ideal location to produce fine wines. We offer estate-produced white, rosé, and red wines. Come out to Ramona and taste the fine wines at Mermaid Valley Vineyards for yourself. Open by appointment at 760-315-9011 or email at mermaidvineyard at gmail.com. Oh, I just feel the networking is kind of a constant, though. I mean, we kind of, that was kind of how we met. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, that face-to-face networking is always a good thing, though, right? I was telling them, the old good old boys. The good old yeah. boys? Yeah. 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 It's got to yeah. be easier to network, though, because, I mean, I didn't meet you guys until today, but I knew a lot about you Yeah, <laughs> before you? you came into the room just because of your social media presence. Is that right? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, networking is critical, um, but right networking, you know. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, I'm very intentional on who we spend time with and who we network with. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego is kind of a unique area as well. I don't think it, it doesn't really, San Diego, what I've found is, um, traditional marketing efforts don't work in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very much a, a, still a small beach community feel. It is becoming less and less of that. Um, but I, you know, whenever I've heard industry standards on marketing and things of that nature, it never is applicable in San Diego. Um, it, it still is the the handoff, the the handshake, the mm-hmm. hey, you need to meet this person, they're going to take care of you kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they validate that with or verify that with social media. Um, I don't know if social media so much is a as a big puller of 
of, of business in my world yet. I think it's it's cre it's it's building. I think by the time it is something, it's already too late. Oh. <laughs> you know, if you're not in that space already. You agree, Mark? Um, well, it's never too late. I would say being too late is you know, it's like uh, somebody said to me the other day, like, uh, don't don't do a blind like check in on LinkedIn because, you know, that person doesn't know you and like they're going to ignore you. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. My I mean, my wife said yes to a date that I asked her out on. If I didn't ask her out, I wouldn't have been with her. Like, <laughs> like, so you might as well put yourself out there and ask because yeah. the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Mm -hmm. Right. Um but from a networking perspective, I think knowing who you are as a firm or a company or, or whatever job you have is really important. Um, we do thought leadership networking type of activities with industry experts and, and uh, industry organizations. And we, we have a national presence. So I have clients in almost, well, probably in at least, I don't know. 30 states. And so for us to, to reach all them, I can't go knock on their door. I'm not going to meet them at a, a BNI um, referral <laughs> group. But, um, but what I can do is figure out some really important, um, um, you know, continuing education or knowledge piece that will benefit them and give that to them and be able to be in front of them. So being invited to, uh, contribute to the mortgage banking association or um, a, a particular, you know, California mortgage banking association or Texas, one of those, like there's, there's uh, ways to network through those groups that are really targeted and smart yeah. and uh, allow you to grow. So. The same business different day podcast is brought to you by your Yourinsuranceplace.com is a conglomeration of two agencies, network one insurance and bill Corley insurance agency. Their property and casualty agents and brokers specialize in commercial insurance of all types, general liability, workers' compensation, professional liability, auto, agribusiness, and much more. They also have great insurance carriers for your homes and autos. How do I know they are that good? Because I'm one of the agents. We believe in ourselves, and you will too. Contact us at your insurance place Dot com or call us direct at 866-384-0479. That's yourinsuranceplace.com. Now, Mark or Gallo, I remember um, back in the day, you were, you had like a business coach or something yep. too, right? Like, you know, did you ever find that to be useful, um, kind of pointing you in any direction? Um was that something that that you would recommend to folks who are in business? Yeah, I mean, every relationship I've ever been in has always taught me something. Um, I think it's foolish to think that you know no one brings anything to the table that can improve your life. Um, I, you know, coaching has has helped me in some ways that make me think about the the basics a lot of times. Um, you know, from a branding perspective or an operation standpoint, I've pulled different things out of different different relationships that have I think improved my practice. You know, it's got me to where I'm at today. So, I mean, I, I definitely think if you live in a world where you're not challenging yourself or, be, or you, you don't want to be in a situation where you're being challenged, then you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. Because to think that you are somebody that has figured it all out and have all the answers and, you, you know, influence from somebody else isn't going to help you, yeah, you're, you're dead men walking. Yeah. Different times. 
<laughs> you know, politically, economically, you know, all these times change. And, and, and I think that you guys kind of, you know, touched on it a little bit earlier, but, you know, how do you deal with volatile times, um, you know, in, in your line of work? Whether it's the temperature of the room, the temperature of your business, or, hey, you know, I'm not sure if this business is going to last. Like, you know, this is, you know, things are going downhill fast. How do we put the brakes on? Um, how do you manage that? How do you deal with that in your line of work? It's a, it's a pivot for us. I mean, you know, obviously March was um, a, um, a disaster for, for my line of work. I mean, the stock market was down 25%. Um, you know, the, the good news is that we've been through these things before. Um, my partner and I basically did a, a call and said, Hey, this is our deal. We got to get, you know, we got to get back to the basics. We have to get back in front of the clients. We have to talk to them. We have to do these things. And it's just consistent outreach for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that but it's uh, good that it's a pivot and not a, you know, the yeah. boat is sinking. Yeah, no, 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 it isn't. I mean, we've been through it before. See? You know, so that's good, right? That's what 23, 24 years in the industry will do for you. Beautiful. Um, it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. But, you know, listen, you got to be able to know the, the route and do it. And you hope you hope what you're doing is right. You yeah. Know, it's faith. Yeah. It's faith in, in, in what you've built. How about you, yeah, Mark? Yeah. For me, it's like I said earlier, it's a journey, right? We have these journeys of ups and downs as an entrepreneur. Um, we, we saw as soon as COVID hit, um, we jumped into action and we created a, um, an if then, uh, action plan. So if our market falls by a certain percent, we then need to do X, Y, and Z. So, um, uh, so, so we, we had a whole, I, I, I met with my management team. We had a strategy session. We said, okay, we got to look through these different scenarios and let's follow the scenarios. If, if we find that we're grabbing market share, then we're going to invest heavy and bring on new people. And that's what we've done. So, so for us, this has been an, an incredible opportunity for yep. growth. Um, we've brought on, um, we, we found better talent in this marketplace where we had difficult time finding talent last year okay. because nobody was moving. Like we, we've taken huge advantage of that. Um, we've been able to, um, really drive additional value because people are scared, don't know how to deal with certain issues. And so we've been putting out thought leadership stuff that has really helped uh, move the needle. Um, the opposite's true though. If we would have went into this and we saw that our clients were falling out and going out of business or something along those lines, um, even from the education side, which we do a ton of education type audit stuff, which still remains to be a little bit of a challenge. Um, we're ready to react. And I think if you're, if you're sitting flat-footed as a leader of a company and you're hoping for the best, <laughs> um, that's, hope is not a plan. Um, that's right. You have to have a, an actionable plan yeah. that plays out scenarios and, um, and have the courage to make the decisions when you need to. When I talk about courage, it's, it sometimes means you got to fire people you like. Sure. And or, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And, or you got to uh, hire, you got to keep people on payroll that you traditionally, you know, when your revenues are falling apart. Yeah. You know, your revenues are falling apart and you're like, oh, I'm still going to keep writing the check for these people because I know I'm going to need them. I know I'm going to need them. You know, my clients need them. You Correct. Know, that, that's Correct. Hard. Correct. So you, you look at the people that work for you, yeah. but, but you need to create some un- unemotional decisions that are sure. built on that. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough. Like 2018, our industry that we serve had a really tough year. Like this year, they've had an amazing year. But in 2018, we were 
we had a lot of turnaround engagements where we walked in and I said, guys, listen, you keep waiting for the market to turn for you guys to make more money. It's, it, we need to right-size your company for today, and then we'll deal with the growth later. Yeah. And uh, having the courage to let people go that you genuinely care about is the toughest thing you have to do as an entrepreneur. It's the toughest thing you have to do. But it's absolutely critical for the success of future employees and yourself. It's like the whole, um, you know, it's a whole thing. Like when you're on a plane, they say if the plane's going down, you need oxygen, put your mask on first and then put it on your right, children. Right, because right. if you can't breathe, you can't support your children. So um, when you're faced with those adversities in a, any kind of market change or market switch, um, having the courage to make the decision you know in your gut is the right thing to do. Yeah. Do it. Mm. That's right. All right. So I love it. Look at him. He's going <laughs> Preach. All right, guys, it's mantra time. <laughs> All right. So we have these sales mantras, words to live by as a salesperson, as an entrepreneur. Um, essentially like the law, like do this for it to make your business successful. So I'm gonna read one off to you. You tell me if you agree, if you disagree, how you would handle something like this. So here we have consistency prevails. Within it, you'll find loyalty, faith, and confident decision-making. Just looking at me to set it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think consistency, I, I used to always say consistency and persistency is the reason I'm still here. Okay. You know, um, so I, I believe in that, that side of it, consistency and persistency. I, I'm significantly more persistent than most. Um, my wife will attest to that. So. Um, <laughs> seven kids. Seven. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it's, and I think that also on the client side of it, um, they know what to expect. Okay. You know, you're persistent, you're consistent. Um, when you're off the rails, trying new things, all the different, all the times you're trying the new fad, you're trying the new sham wow, whatever the heck it is. Sham I think wow. The, <laughs> sham wow. <laughs> I think you're trying the, the new thing. The best pitch guy ever. It, it is. I, know, I, got, I have got to, I just got to, I, I did this during, uh, during COVID. I just completely blacked that thing out. My wife, yeah. Yeah, that's got, that's got to go. Um, no, I, you know, I, I think that if you're consistently changing, then clients don't know what to expect. And, and, and most people want consistency in their yeah, I think I think consistency is important to a, a certain level. I agree. Yeah, so like constant, I think yeah. I think uh, it's hard for me to be one way or another, and you know, a lot of these things. I'm gonna. It, it depends. Like, if you consistently suck, you should probably stop doing that. <laughs> like, uh, um, if you're persistent and you keep asking the person this over and over so, again, and he's yeah. so annoying. Like, I think it's important to keep reaching out to to people that you think are you know want to. Want you know want to talk to you and um, one of my best relationships from um, a referral source was somebody who was super persistent and I kept like not taking the call and I was an idiot I should have took the call and it, it turned out really good for me so um, but yeah so I don't know that's that's a short <laughs> so take that on to um, <laughs> lessons for your younger self we're gonna wind it down now but we want you to kind of give a lesson to the younger self and and with that kind of is giving lessons to our listeners to the folks to the young entrepreneurs who are are the future you you know um, do you have any lessons that you've learned throughout this journey of yours that you would teach to your younger self yeah I mean there 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 are a ton um, I think if I was to get the the, the most important one is um, be open-minded to uh, continuous learning. Like listen to podcasts like this. Um, 
join a peer group of people who are going through similar things that you are um, and listen. Um, you don't have to have all the answers. Like, don't, it's okay to be the dumbest one in the room. Um, right. Listen and learn. Like, that, I, w- I wish I would have done that um, a lot more. Um, I also wish that I was more picky on the people I hung out with. Like, uh, what are you saying? Well, no. <laughs> other than Gallo and Zeke, no, um, no, I do, I do think that you know, you, I, I'm a big believer, and you become the average of the five people you hang out with the most. The average, so you're in the middle. Yeah. So you better have some people that are a lot smarter and done some things above you. And some people that you can uh, feel fulfilled with helping lift them up. Yeah. But, but if you're hanging out with people who aren't going where you want to go, that's a waste of your time. And as a younger entrepreneur, I wish, um, and even as a person, like, I don't, like, even if you're just not an entrepreneur, you're just, you know, working with people and stuff like that, that's a really important lesson that, that, um, I think my dad told me and I didn't, I discounted it. Like, yeah, no, this person's just fun. Like I love the rage yeah. with this guy. Like, um, it's a, it's not, um, that, that's a really important thing. So those two things I think will take you pretty far. Like always look for somebody that lifts you up and, uh, people that are a negative part in your life, just get rid of them. Don't waste any time. Move on. So respect that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Down the same path. I mean, I think you need to find the, the people that you respect. You know, maybe, you know, I've, I've seen people that have, I've tried to, uh, you know, emulate folks that are, are, you know, in our industry that are doing well, or, you know, I, I, I look at my group, my group of friends that I've have and had, and every one of them owned a home at, you know, 23, 24 years old. I mean, they, they're all motivated and it made me want to rise up. Um, and I, and I, I agree hundred percent what you're saying about, uh, you are the sum of, or you're the average of the, of the five people you're around. Pick your, pick your friends wisely, you know? Yeah. My wife likes to bring it the other way and say, if you lay with the dogs, you're going to get the fleas. Um, it's similar it's conversation. True. Yeah, similar conversation. You know, it's, it's really our, you are who you're around. So pick who you're around wisely. Um, so, you know, I, what I like about that the most, uh, both of you guys' advice is really, as we're talking business, yeah. and we're talking uh, to entrepreneurs and all, what you're really talking about is who you're surrounded with. Yeah. You're talking about your peer group. Yep. Because if you have the right peer group, there there are no ceilings. Yeah, you know, and and so I, yeah, true. I, I I appreciate that advice because again, that takes it back to what this podcast is all about. It really breaks it down to the fact that we are talking to humans. We are humans. Mm. We're talking about humans. We're all just people. We're not successful because we're better than you. We are successful because of the advice that you guys are given. We have followed this path and we're getting somewhere because of that. That's awesome, man. I like it. Thank yeah. you guys. Man. Thank you. No, thanks really for, appreciate thanks you guys. for having me, man. Yeah, it's been really. Fun. Let's get all the contact info out there. Alyssa. All right. To get in touch with Mark Wilson, his website is cwdlcpa.com. He's on Instagram at cwdl underscore cpa. On Facebook at Mark Wilson CPA and on Twitter at Mark Wilson CPA. Mark Gallo can be found at www.fightiswealth.com. He's on Instagram at you are bacon me laugh. <laughs> Twitter at the underscore personal CFO and Facebook at Feed as Wealth.
Is it Fetus or Fidus? Fidus. Fidus. Yeah. Fidus Wealth. Yeah, it's Thank Greek. You. It's Greek. It's Greek. Yeah, and you can find us anywhere. CWDL, you'll find us. We have uh, CWDL handles, too, for sure. All right. Yeah. Look up that parable Mark Wilson said. Yeah. 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 Gotta look up the... Yeah, it's the... Um, Baja Fisherman. Baja Fisherman. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a super cool parable. I'm going like, to go down there now, tomorrow and like, yeah. start, my new, career. Yeah, start <laughs> my new career. Start my new career. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank Same you. business, Thank different you. day. Thank All you. Right. right on. Thank you. Great job. Thank you for tuning in to Same Business, Different Day podcast. A special thanks to Star Fox Media on video production and James Russell on music production. Please like and subscribe the Same Business, Different Day podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a nice review. Tune in next week for an exciting all-new episode.